Before we get started, I want you to know that I have some spots available in my coaching practice. So head over to accordingtohpg.com to schedule a free consult with me today. Welcome to Living My Breastless Life podcast. I'm your host, HPG. On season three of the podcast, we're diving in to the helping profession. I have found that almost always there's a catalytic event that leads people to help others. You'll hear a variety of folks share what they do, why they do it, and the unique ways that they help. This season will mostly be guest interviews with some fascinating people and a few surprises for y'all along the way. So let's go. Go. Welcome to episode 45 of Living My Breastless Life. I'm your host, HPG. On today's episode, we have Meg with the Whole Being OT. We talk about the aspects of occupational therapy and mental wellness. Meg is a holistic occupational therapist, aka the first life coach. Meg has certifications in human design, aromatherapy, energy healing, and bridges science with spirituality. Meg has a grounded approach so you can own who you are and cultivate a fulfilling life. Meg, tell us a little bit about what you do and what led you to do it. So I am an occupational therapist by trade. And I have really expanded that career into some different areas. As an occupational therapist, we sometimes are referred to as the original life coach. And that's really because an occupation is an activity you engage in. So that's everything, right? As an OT, we work in so many different settings and we do so many different activities with people. So it can be hard to conceptualize what that looks like. For me, I found my own path as most OTs do. And for me, that really led me to mental health OT. And when a lot of people think of OT, they think of rehab, which is where most OTs work in today's day and age. But mental health is actually our roots. It's where we came from. So I really was lit up always by psychology. That was my undergrad degree. And I found that that was really the the focus area that I could serve the world best in. So as an OT, I really found passion in helping people get through the hardest time usually that they're in. I worked for six years in a psychiatric unit and I primarily worked with adolescents and youth in mental health who were in DCFS care. And I also worked with adults. And that experience really transformed where I am today. And I was able to do a lot of the traditional mental health things that serve a really important purpose. But throughout doing those services, I just always felt like something was missing. Like we could go deeper, we could do more. And when I was able to really connect with clients on a deeper level, it, 
I could see in their eyes the difference that it made. So for me, my journey really started doing a lot of those traditional, traditional services. And then I started bringing my own passions in. And I think as OTs, we talk about all these different occupations or activities we can do. And I think when you bring your own passions into the work that you do, it makes you a better therapist or professional. So I've always been on the holistic side of the spectrum. I was always the weird one in the hospital. I was doing the yoga. I became certified in aromatherapy because I saw how super impactful that was for my patients, especially those who were super, super sick. And I also started practicing acceptance and commitment therapy, which has a huge emphasis on mindfulness. And through doing that, I felt like I was starting to get a little bit deeper with clients. And I got to the point in my career where I realized I wasn't really practicing what I preached. I was giving, 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 trying to make all this change, which I think a lot of us healthcare professionals do. I have to have integrity here. And for me to continue on and to not be so burnt out, I need to practice what I preach. And I've always been like a yogi and and had all those kinds of interests. But I began really intentionally applying the mindfulness to my own life. And I always had this like vision that I was going to be able to be like a daily meditator. And I really started to have fun with that and took it seriously. And I was able to cultivate a meditation practice for myself. And that really transformed my whole life and was a huge catalyst for where I am today. And I had, some people don't love the term spiritual awakening, but through that meditation, that's really what I'd experienced. I don't know how to conceptualize it any other way. My my view of the world had drastically shifted and I really wanted to help other people in hard times be able to come to that place of peace and understanding that I was able to cultivate for myself. So that led me to plot twist human design, which was so, is so not something that occupational therapists are like using, but that's again, my own interest and passion and lived experience and being able to weave that into what I do. So with those kinds of interests, I realized I'd really outgrown the hospital setting. I was trying so hard to make change and I really felt like I was just kind of pushing a boulder up a hill all the time and I was ready to grow into different areas. So after a beautiful six-year career that really transformed who I was as a person, I decided to uproot my whole life and move across the country and look into starting a private practice. I'm in a fun transition and I can't say that I have it all figured out, but I am in the process of really weaving in this lens of therapeutic living and creating a lifestyle that's fulfilling and also this spiritual component of deep self-awareness and how do we how do we work on those sciency things in OT like regulating our nervous system and understanding our sensory system with this level of deep personal and spiritual development. I think that's wonderful. I have a question about an OT setting in a psychiatric hospital. What were some examples of some things you did as an OT with patients or folks who were experiencing mental health crises? Absolutely. So I think first and foremost came with learning how to really co-regulate I think self-regulation is so much to ask of the human race. (laughs) So in crisis, which was what a lot of clients were in the hospital for, it really started at really understanding 
your body and your triggers and how do you cope when things trigger you safely. So a lot of what I did was really help people come to a place of self-understanding. But beyond, once you're able to get to that point, then we're able to learn and build skills, right? So sometimes you have to do those pieces first before you can get into the activity. So activity-wise, there's so many different things that we could do. I would work a lot on social skills and communication skills, how to really... Play and leisure is a huge part of OT. It's one of the core occupational categories. And I found that when we weren't so serious all the time, we could actually get to a lot of serious stuff. So I wove in a lot of play and leisure activities and a lot of clients didn't have balance in their life. A lot of us don't have balance in our life. So it was really where do we see this imbalance? And a lot of times we weren't doing things that brought us joy and happiness. We were really bogged down by other areas. So how can we capitalize on what you love or what you want to do? And then that often led to some of the deeper work as well. I could give you far more than one example, um, but those are some great examples. That's a great example. It's a great thought to have like, we can play in order to take our life more serious. As a person who is trying to overcome perfectionism and learn to rest, that like really landed with me. Like almost like attaching is a workaround to the outcome, but I'm going to try that. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And I validate you. I have been through that journey myself. (laughs) Rest and sleep is also an occupational category and it is often one of the most overlooked. So I definitely understand the journey of also overcoming perfectionism. I always say to my patients that I'm a, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I think that doesn't land well for all people because I don't think they realize how dangerous perfectionism can be or inhibiting, like it can hit, truly inhibit, inhibit you from doing so many things because you're worried that you're going to do it incorrectly or not perfectly in my air quotes. And as a person who used to drink a lot, who no longer drinks, the perfectionism loop can get you stuck in a world of self-sabotage. So thank you for speaking to that. It's one of my topics I'm pretty passionate about. Absolutely. I found that that was actually one of the core things I worked on, especially with a lot of my youth that I worked with, just to kind of continue with the play and leisure topic. I used to want to be an art therapist before I decided on OT. So I would do a lot of expressive art and perfectionism was actually one of the things I worked on almost every single day with my clients. That's wonderful. Thank you for your work. We need more folks like you. When you were talking about meditation, when you are in your private practice and you're you're building your current structure, is that something that you're incorporating with your current client? The cool thing about being an OT is we can do so many different things. So whenever I'm working with a client, it always starts with what do you want to do? (laughs) What do you want your life to look like? How do you want your daily routine to be? What activities do you want to enhance or learn? So it's always sitting down with a client and, and asking those kinds of questions. So I would hope that I would attract clients that want to work on the things that I specialize in. But as an OT, we could, we, I always get to learn new things, which is fun. So if they want to start a meditation practice, I feel like I have special skills in that area to support them with that. But if they want to, 
I don't know, start knitting. Like we can also figure out how to do that. If it's meaningful and purposeful, then absolutely. But things on the spiritual side of the spectrum are certainly things that light me up. And I think that I have a unique skill set to be able to support people with developing. I think that's wonderful. I think in my career, you have to meet, you have to meet the person where they are. And the co-regulation and the co-creation is something I'm really a big fan of because I barely have a PhD in my own life. I don't want to help tell someone what to do. I want it to be part of collaboration and their ideas because they have the genius. They just need some help seeing it. I recently started meditating this year and it has been so helpful. If you were to ask me three years ago, like, do you meditate five to 10 minutes a day? I would have said, absolutely not. I can't focus. But turns out that's why it helps with that. What led you to what you're doing right now? You, you mentioned a, a little bit of a spiritual awakening and pushing the boulder appeal, which is a really good analogy. And I've felt that way many times in my career. Tell me more about like what led you to kind of branch out on your own and, and do the things. I think that there's seasons to life and I've always wanted to be a lifelong learner and I've put anything that I dedicate myself to, I give far more than 110%, which may be that perfectionism that I overcome as well. And I really felt like I'd learned, there's always more to learn, but I feel like I learned everything that I could within the setting that I was in. And I felt like there was a lot of opportunity for me to to grow in my life. And I needed a different environment to be able to do that. And I've always been passionate about working in the community with people on the ground, in their homes, in real life. And being on a locked psych unit does have some significant limitations. And I was highly creative and did a lot to make that as real simulated to real life, but it's always going to be a simulated setting. So I really was able to retap into that initial passion I had when I started my journey of being an OT and saying, I always said I wanted to work with people in the community. And that's really the path that I'm on now. And I'm really jazzed about it. That's awesome. Congratulations. I know what you mean about simulating the home environment. And I know enough as a patient and as a former social worker that like you have so many constraints of what you can and can't do because of the environment that you're in or the insurance says, no, you can't go to the person's home because they're able to drive themselves to the clinic so they don't qualify for in-home services. So I think that's amazing that you're taking like ownership of your dreams and putting the boots on the ground. I think in our profession, in the helping profession, we have to learn to take care of ourselves almost first, which might tie back into the perfectionism too, because you really can't pour from an empty cup. And we do this because we want to help folks. And we have to create that balance like you were talking about. 100%. I think that also just sparked, you ask like what led to this? And that was, that was such a key piece for me is I learned I had to practice what I preached because I was like, I was very unwell for a period of time while I was trying so hard to make everybody else well and really just spread myself so thin because I was so passionate, right? And I love people and this is what I'm here to do and it's my special gifts and um, I want to make a difference. And I just had this moment when I was like, I am just like not 
taking care of myself. And it was such a humbling point of like, sometimes it's so easy to see other people and it can be hard to see yourself sometimes. And that was a great turning point for me. And as soon as I started to do that, as soon I call it OTing myself. As soon as I started to OT myself, my whole life improved. And I think that's why I eventually realized it was time for me to branch out and do, do my own weird OT thing because that was really the only way that I could be true to myself. I love that because I think like occupational therapy is so vast and there's so much that can be offered in such different ways. I know for me as a patient, some of the most valuable things that I learned during that journey were from my life coach and my occupational therapist. And just the creativity that you all bring to like find a true workaround for almost anything is fascinating to me. It's super fun. I think in OT, we call that activity analysis. And I think that's really what sets us apart because I don't know everything. I'm very straightforward with that. But a part of my job is to be able to figure out just about anything and help you be able to do it if it's important to you. So it's a really cool opportunity to always be building new skills. I think that's great. I think it's a response, too much responsibility to know everything, but I think it can We can work together to find a workaround on just about anything. I'll give a quick example that sounds so simple, but my OT suggested like taking this desk chair and like moving it around safely, not as a wheelchair, but to like be able to be on my daughter's level because she's a toddler and engage and play with her that way instead of like trying to be on the floor and trying to get up, which is a whole hot disaster. Or like, I'm really tall. So like standing above her, like it kind of put us on more equal playing field, literally. So those tips are like, why didn't I think of that? Like, that's genius. So tell us where folks can find you. Absolutely. So my home base is really Instagram and I post on there pretty often. It's at whole, W-H-O-L-E, being B-E-I-N-G, capital O, capital T. I'm working on some other fun projects, but for now, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living My Breastless Life. Head over to Instagram and follow According to HPG to stay connected to the show. Go get your mammograms.